You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I got something really fun today. Today, I have interviewed Miss Eden Dranger, and she is a big personality on Twitter. She has 64,000 followers, and she's an old friend. She's an old friend. So I've known her for probably around five years now, I'd say. And she was actually, she's so funny that I had her come on the YouTube channel and we talk about how to make a girl laugh. That was about five years ago. And I was reading some of her tweets lately, just laughing because I think she's hilarious. And I thought, you know what? Let's get her back on the podcast. So I gave her a, uh, or shot her a text and I asked her what was going on. And funny enough, before I even knew that this was a thing or I asked her to be on the podcast just because I wanted to talk to her and see what was going on. She tells me that she was approached by OkCupid to write tweets. So she's now writing tweets part-time for OkCupid. By the way, just want to say this, and I said this in the middle of the interview that this is not sponsored by OkCupid uh, whatsoever. This is, you know, it's up to you in terms of what online dating site you want to use. I do recommend OkCupid because it's a big one. I think you should use any of them that are big. But it's really cool that I got her on here today to talk about some interesting statistics that she gets sent. So she gets sent by OkCupid some statistics. And right now, the statistics are all related to online dating and the quarantine. So we're going to be going over some of those today. So you're going to hear about some of that. You're also going to hear about how attraction works. So talking to a female, right? Understanding how she feels when she's in the presence of a man. And so we get into attraction. We get into some of these statistics. We talk about how to have really awesome virtual dates during a quarantine. So we're going to get into that as well. So you're really going to like this episode. It's fun. It's entertaining, but it's also very informative for you because these statistics are very strange and very interesting. I'm really excited for you to check it out. In the meantime, if you feel that you're struggling right now during the quarantine and you feel like you're not sure how to meet women, but you want to continue to meet women, if you feel that your dating life is not where it needs to be, I want you to apply for coaching at coachedbytrip.com. All you got to do is go to that site Go to that URL, coachedbytrip.com, fill out the application in as much detail as possible, and you and I will personally get on a phone call. And I know it's kind of crazy. I get on the phone with guys and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm actually talking to you, Trip. This is weird because I've been listening to so many podcasts. You've been in my ear and now I get to converse with you. I always think it's so funny that, that guys say that, but it's so fun. And I really, really probably enjoy talking to you more than you're talking to me because I get to sit here talking to a wall when I make these podcasts. And it's so much fun to connect with you and hear from you and and hear how your dating life is going and hear what's going on. So let me help you. Don't do this on your own if you don't need to. Coachedbytrip.com is the URL to go to apply today. And we can help you whether there's a quarantine or not. There's so much to be worked on. So don't give up. And this episode is kind of about that. It's about not giving up and staying, you know, active in your dating life, even if if it has to do with online dating. And so I have that fun conversation with Eden. And without further ado, here it is. Hey, 
Hey, Eden, how you doing? It's good to have you. I think back. I believe I've had you on the podcast before. It was just maybe like like four or five years ago, right? Um, I was on your YouTube channel. You came to my house. Even. Oh, that's right. Okay, that was for the YouTube channel. Okay, so you were on the YouTube channel, and I remember the title. Yeah. It was how to how to make a girl laugh or how yeah it was how to make a girl laugh. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so great to have you back, and and now we're talking about something completely different. You know, you have a background in comedy. Uh, you know, I was saying to you earlier before this call, you I mean, you consistently make me laugh with your Twitter account and just the way your mind works. You're very funny, um, and so you have that going for you, and that <laughs> landed you a gig. At OK Cupid to tweet for them. So you yeah. want to tell us a story, maybe, about how you got that? How you got that job? Sure, and I should just mention it's a very, very much side gig. I basically, couple like a, a couple years ago, maybe, um, the CMO of OK Cupid reached out to me and told me how funny I am, and she's like, "I want to figure out a way to work with you somehow." And at the time, I was side gigging tweeting for Chipotle. So I told her like, well, I've been doing, you know, basically like corporate, you know, content for people. Why don't I do that for you guys? And so she was like, yeah, that'd be great. And so that's kind of how I started to, you know, do some of that. And I got busier writing for a sitcom, but it's such a, for me, it's a very easy job that, and, and also just like a fun job that gets my mind off like real comedy writing that has to go to networks and all that stuff and jump through a lot of hoops to get, you know, edited. And this is just a place where I can give them my jokes and they don't really edit it and they just put it out there. So it just it felt like... Right. Like unfiltered, more raw, like makes it just like uh, easier to, to have stream of thought almost. Right. Although I feel like my Twitter account in general is that for me. Like, because with OkCupid, Cupid, I am like, well... We can't. It is still a brand, and um, right. It's yeah. Okay. It's a little more punchy. Yeah, you still have to stick to the. I can't just tweet them any random thought I have. That's what I have my own Twitter account for. But like when it comes to dating, and especially like just dating trends and trends in general, it's been um, that's a cool little release. And it's. I'm very fortunate. I I have that gig right now because like 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 I said, I worked on this TV show, and like all of Hollywood is shut down right now. So I'm glad. At least one right. of my gigs is up. Right. <laughs> you know, even even during like pandemics, we have to date. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I hope so. I hope that there's no guys giving up out there. I've talked to a lot of guys, and they're they're still willing to to jump in and and to meet women. Right now, it's just not happening in person. It's just happening online, which is funny. It's not like wow, now we're dating online. It's like well, online dating has been around for almost twenty years at this point. Now it's just more of like a surge to online dating and not much as in person. I think what's interesting about it, it kind of reminds me of like the olden times of like Jane Austen, where people would just exchange love letters all the time. And like you got to know someone through messages. And I think I think it's just interesting, like getting to know someone's texting habits and to see if that jives with you and having phone conversations with them and maybe video chatting with them and seeing them at a time that's very stressful, which is probably their worst. So if like, if you can't handle them now, you can't handle them. Like this is like their worst, but if you can't handle them now and they are pleasant to talk to, then that says a lot. And like, 
you already know them so well. So like whenever we do get these lockdowns lifted, I think the dates are going to be really rich and like interesting and yeah, it's forcing people to work on their conversation skills a little bit more, right? And and, oh, right. and not and not so much, you know, fluff, but really get yeah. to connect with someone because it's all you have is to connect, you know, digitally texting and and hopefully getting on the phone and doing virtual dates and things like that. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people, women and men, are very insecure about certain things about their appearance. Or just socially talking in public or something. And I feel like sometimes when they just dip, to, dip into the dating pool, talking to someone through text and maybe graduates to phone calls and maybe video and all that, that some of those insecurities go away a little bit and melt. Because a lot of times someone will go on a first date, you know, at a bar or something, and they're so nervous about how they look or something that they'll kind of ruin it because they're just so nervous. And they're like, I don't want to go on a date with you again. But now is like a really interesting time where like we don't we don't necessarily need to worry if we're you know too sweaty or or look a certain way or have or having cowlicks or in our hair or something like it. So I think I don't know. I think that's um it's an interesting time that I hope people take advantage of. Yeah, no, I hope so too. I just I don't think it has to stop. I think people can still meet people, and I think now is a great time to brush up on some of your online dating and even some of your conversation skills since this is all we kind of have right now. Yep. You know, so I think now is is a great time, it's a great opportunity and you know, like they say make lemons uh, out of lemon oh, no, what is it? Make lemonade out of lemons. Life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. Do I have this correct? Sure. <laughs> okay. Anywho, okay. So, I've been talking a lot today. So, Eden, now you you get stats from okay cupid that I thought were really interesting that I've been forcing you now to share with us and with the guys. You get some data and some intel from OkCupid in terms of what's going down in terms of how people are are dating and, and all kinds of different stats. Is that is that right? Yeah. And I should preface by saying this, that this is the data they collected amongst their users. So this isn't all people in general. This is just people that are using OkCupid. This is and the people that not only use it, but like did the survey. So it could be that actually more people are a certain way, but like they just didn't fill out the survey. But amongst their their research of surveys, this is the these are the results. Yeah. Sure. No, I'm I'm glad you gave us the the kind of fine print here in terms of what's going on. Like, yes, this is only okay, Cupid. You know, either way though, I still think it's interesting. I you know, and even though I know it's not necessarily everyone, because not every single person is going to be filling out the survey, I still think that that this is interesting at least to hear from the people that did you know mm-hmm. so and you were just sharing one with me a second ago about how people are dating now with the coronavirus so that was interesting yeah so 51% are relying just on messaging and texting and 26% are video chatting 17% are doing phone calls and only 7% said that they're just not dating right now, but they're active on the app. So I guess kind of a, like, do, you know, using it to kind of kill time and browse. Is there a demo breakdown of that? Like male and no, female? There isn't, although I think OkCupid users are about like, they're, they're very equal, unlike some other dating apps where there's just like so many men. And not as many women. Um, I think OkCupid actually has almost like 50-50, if not like 48 or something percent. I'm not sure. But they're pretty equal. 
So I'm guessing. Okay. Okay. This is a got it. Got it. So very small percentage out of the people who filled out the survey are not doing any dating at all, which is funny because I wonder how they received the survey. Probably in the email. Yeah, they said they're just not dating right now, but not like they won't. They're just like right, just in this moment right now. It's funny because I wonder, I wonder what that looks like. I wonder what what this looks like with without a a quarantine and coronavirus going around. I know. Well, this is just this is just this. The question that they asked was like, "How are they? How do you plan on dating during this time?" So I, I just, I almost wonder if more of a percentage would actually be like, "I'm not dating right now," because I feel like some people who they saw a huge surge in in just new users. So I think people that like were busy with work and stuff, like I know I was not dating while I was working on the show. Like I was on the apps, but I wasn't really using them. And, you know, people start dating when they're bored. And, you know, because some people like have jobs that are just really intense and like can't date. So now if you, if you all of a sudden have all this pocket of time, you jump on the apps, you know? That's- well, right. And I think also, I think also, you know, there's people out there who are like, well, might as well, yeah, give this dating thing a shot now. It's like, why not? I think it's encouraging that probably most people who are dating or going on apps because they're not meeting anyone in person. So I think maybe it's... I don't know, just the theory. It's been like a little bit of a domino effect or a snowball effect, I should say, in terms of more people just getting on it and hearing about it from other people and more people get on it. And you know, it's like you get lonely. You get yeah. lonely. You want to yeah. connect with someone. And you don't. I don't blame anyone for that, of course. What better way than get on something like OkCupid? By the way, this this episode is not sponsored by no, OkCupid, even though it sounds like it is. Know. If they want to toss us some money, we'll take it. <laughs> sure. They want to send us a little bit of money. Well, they're already sending you money for the tweets. They should give you a little bit more right now. I know. You know? I'll mention them. The thing <laughs> too is that like, I was thinking about this. Like, I have a friend who told me she's like, you know, I wasn't on the dating apps, but I, I got on of it on it because... She worked at a bar and she just like always just got, you know, she that was that was how she dated. She found guys at the bar where she worked. That that was like her okay cupid. Like she didn't need a, a you know, a dating site. She had enough people coming in and out of the bar to meet people. So take out that out of the equation and then you're like, well, I guess I have to go to the internet. <laughs> so yeah, I think I, I think beyond just like finding connections, I think people are like losing where they used to find people before, whether it be there where they worked or just because they were out at a bar or a restaurant or just anything social, all those things are closed right now. So, can you imagine what would happen to the economy right now if this was happening in 1974? I, I mean, no Zoom, no internet. I know. Nothing. Yeah. It's, it'd be a disaster. I, I mean, it was in 1914 when they had the, the, the Spanish flu. I also just wonder too if though it may have not spread as widely because travel is so it's so easy so much easier than it used to be. Right. I I almost wonder if that's you know and we're so much more reckless these days too. I I wonder if if it, this could have even spread that fast and information spread so slowly back then. Right. Slowly, no, that's like, true. It was only like the news and the radio, and there was no, you know. I mean, I I get my news from Twitter. <laughs> I get my news from the up from the news app on my iPhone, and every you know what 
half an hour, there's another news update. I know everything that's happening as it's happening. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, right. right. Yeah. So nuts. Okay. So what else in terms of data have you gotten? You said you have, you have a few more. I'm interested yeah. to hear. Um, so they also asked, do you think it's important to have an emotional connection before a physical one? And 85% of Okay, Cupid responded said it is important to first develop an emotional connection with a partner before physical one. Interesting. Yeah. Now that's, do you think that is relevant to the times? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like right now, are they asking that question because we can't be physical with each other? I think, yeah, or, I think that's why they're asking it because we can't. And also, I know personally for me, I mean, I don't know. Everybody, guys like to think differently. I know a lot of guys like like to romanticize that if a girl's not immediately attracted to them, they can they can somehow win her over somehow. But for me personally, if I see someone and there's not some kind of little teeny, like it doesn't have to be like, oh my God, he's the hottest guy ever. Nothing like that. But like some kind of teeny attraction that I get upon meeting them. If I don't have like a little flutter of that, I'm usually not going to be interested in that person. It's never been a, I've never been the kind of person where like I know someone and then like a year later I wake up one day and I'm like, you know what? I want to date them. <laughs> so this just, I think just puts it, you know, I, I think right now people are not getting the chance to, you know, win someone over by a first date physically. So it's, it's kind of like, can you breed a strong enough, you know, connection, emotional connection in order to even warrant a physical one. Because like, I don't know about other people, but like, I, I've met people where like, I, yeah, I, I met them and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm kind of attracted to them. And then like, I just noticed like, hmm, they're, they're kind of a bummer to talk on the phone with. I don't like their texting styles. I, I don't like that they, you know, I don't like some of their habits that have nothing to do with their physical appearance or connection or anything. So I think it's just a, it's a weird time. And now we're kind of figuring out like, oh, we could filter out who we like and don't like based on before we actually meet them, which is interesting. Yeah. And online dating forces that, you know, yeah. it for, you know, a lot, let's be honest, men and women, we're making most of our, of our judgment on the person based on their pictures. I mean, you know, which is interesting because we do that in person too. Of course, you know, a person sees another person and they're going to think in their head, I'm, I'm attracted to them physically or not. I always say though, you know, for, for men and women is that a guy can get away more with not being that handsome and still being able to attract a, a good looking woman. Yeah. Because of the behavior, right? It was like kind of like you were saying, it's like you met a guy who, oh, you were physically attracted to him a little bit. But then when you met him, he kind of sucked. So then it just all fell apart for you, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's about both for both parties too. But however, I do think, which is unfair, I think, I think most girls, it's easier for them to look attractive. I think every woman's attractive and I'm not gay <laughs> and I'm not even like maybe gay. <laughs> like I like men. Um, I think every woman has a possibility of being attractive. Like she might not be like a supermodel or anything, but I think like if she tried, if she brushed her hair correctly, wore the right clothes, put herself together, 
I'm not saying like full on makeover. I'm just saying like, just, you know, make yourself presentable. Like, I, I think she's cute. And I think most guys would like her. Most guys. I'm not like, you know, not like Leonardo DiCaprio where you have to be like under 19 to be attracted to him. But like, I, I think men have a tougher issue because like it's, men can't, I don't know. I, I, I think men, it, it's like women, if they have like a zit, they can just put on concealer. And men, unfortunately, because of our society, they can't put on makeup. It's weird for them to, they, they get weird stares if they color their hair women are kind of expected to do all those things to, you know, it's all very kind of, you know, it's, it's gross that our society is like this, but. You no, know, yeah. I mean, you bring up an interesting point, right? It's kind of like pros and cons. Okay. So what, what I'm kind of hearing from you is like, as a guy, the con is you can't make a, a really big jump in the looks department. There's only so much to do. You know, we're talking haircut, shave your face or not shave your face, whatever. Gonna groom your beard and then and then put on some clothes. That's pretty much all you could do at that point. But however, the pro of being a guy is looks. I feel only matter to a degree. You can change a lot of your behaviors to be more attractive to a woman. Because I, you know, I come from the theory that women are more attracted to a man based on personality than looks. It just holds a heavier weight. On the other hand, with women, they they have a lot of room and a lot of things they can do to become more physically attractive if they are not, right? Again, you can put a little makeup on. There's a lot of things they can do to their hair. There's all kinds of ways not to look sexy that. in different kinds of clothes. Yeah, but not just that. Like, I mean, I hate to say it to you. Maybe, maybe you're, you know, maybe guys that follow you will disagree. But I think it's easier for a media, like a, even a woman I think is not that attractive. Most guys would think are attractive. I think if you're a woman, if you're just any woman, most guys will think you're attractive in some way. <laughs> like, I think it's easier to woo based... I'm just talking about looks, you know? Guys, like, like women, like, they're just more forgiving. That's, that's why, like, I don't... When, I, when women tell me, like, when my girlfriend's, like, obsess over things, like, I don't know if this guy likes it like this. I'm like, guys don't care. If you're a woman, they'll, they'll like you. <laughs> like, you know, I think they're... Guys are less picky. Um, which is, you know, I guess good, but also like, you know, it kind of sucks because women, women are also picky, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's like, I mean, here's the thing too, is it is a guy may want to sleep with a woman based on, you know, her looks like she can be a shitty person right. and, and boring and stupid. And if she's pretty, I think the guy will still sleep with her, you know, you but the thing is, is I don't think a guy will stay with a girl who's pretty, but everything else about her sucks. Yeah. I mean, I know guys like that though. And I know girls like that. I mean, girls do that all the time. They, there's guys that are bad for them, but they're hot and, or they're really good in bed or something and they'll stay with them. And just because of these things. It's not a good relationship. It's not healthy. And I think both sides would be, you know, are, are you know, suffering from that kind of, you know, uneven scenario. But um, I think it happens for both. Like, I know women... Well, yeah, of course, there's exceptions, right? And this is generalities I'm speaking to. Yeah, here, yeah. You know. But yeah, so want me to go on with the other, t- other survey stuff? Let's keep... Yeah, let's keep going. Okay. So then they asked, what's your ideal virtual date? This was pretty like scattered, so I guess it's hard to like 
you know, settle on one, but 31% said they, some kind of activity like a game, like, so I guess, you know, a virtual game. I'm wondering if it's like, oh, let's play like, you know, Fuck, Mary Kill or I don't know, Trivial Pursuit. I don't know what kind of virtual games you can play, but that's... Well, there's a new app also not... Uh... Animal Crossing? No, not Animal Crossing. I was going to say, I'm not getting any 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 uh, promotion promotional money for this sponsorship, but House Party. Oh, yeah. I have um, is it... That's not a game. And you can play... No, there are games in it. Oh, I haven't used it. You can do like trivia. Yeah, I just downloaded it the other day. You can play trivia. Oh. And I don't know. That's all I know. And a bunch of other games with people on FaceTime, basically. Wow. Yeah, I just um, yeah. I just downloaded it too. So I should, I should really explore that more. But anyway, well, this is great. Continue. I don't want to get off too much off track. So you said, what was it percentage? Yeah. So that was 31%. 31% a game, a virtual game. Yeah, which I kind of... You know, I, I think it's a good way if you're just like, that's kind of like a fun thing to do that you can't, you know, you can't really, you know, see them. It, it helps like break the ice a little and maybe, I don't know. It's interesting. I think that, I think that would be good for like a, like a third or second, third or fourth virtual it's date. Virtual, I mean, a virtual date, not if it's the first, second, this is just ideal. That's ideal. Yeah. I wonder, that's interesting because I feel like, there's so much to talk about when you first meet someone. I mean, your whole world is completely open, you know, I and know. new and fresh to the other person. I can't imagine ever, you know, because I've I've had my fair share of talking on the phone and getting to know someone. I mean, if you can just talk forever when you first meet someone, but this is interesting that I'm that people are open to playing games. I guess that's similar to like getting together on a date and going bowling, right? Well, yeah, yeah it's practically the same thing. Yeah, and I think. I think again. I think we have to like remember like this is what's your ideal virtual date and keyword his ideal virtual. So like it kind of playing a game kind of makes the time pass, which is what everybody's kind of seeking right now. Like you know we want we want our minds to just kind of forget about everything that's going on and whatever will kill our you know kill sure. time and get our minds off things. But look, I think an ideal date would obviously involve way more contact. But you know, this is like the best we can do. But it's still not. I mean, it's the like, best we can do with the virtual dates. Yeah, but it's only thirty-one percent. So it's like, uh, yeah, I can kind of understand why it's not like bigger than that. Because twenty-nine percent, right under it, um, said dinner or drinks, and I think this is weird because, like, I don't understand the appeal, especially if you're like doing a date. I don't see the appeal of eating with your laptop by you in front of someone else or drinking wine on a laptop in front of someone else. I could see the drinking wine. Uh, the wine. eating is strange. I could see drinking anything. Well, that yeah. that makes I'm surprised that wasn't higher. That was how much? 29%? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, I don't know. You grab a drink together. This is what I'm drinking. You're holding it. I could see that. I guess that'd be a thing. Like, you can, don't drink. If you don't drink, well, then, like, <laughs> you're, then you're not drinking. <laughs> I it's just I don't know. I feel I feel like this is kind of weird. Like I oh, it's absolutely weird. I mean, all this is okay. weird that we have to even do this. I'm with you. Yeah. On that. Like okay, so right under that, as we keep going, the 25 percent said they want to keep it simple with a video chat, and I think that's cool. Like I think that's fine. In fact, I like that because like. 
I have not, part of the reason why I even wanted to Zoom is like, I have not had a haircut in so long. I've, my skin looks great because I have all this time to like wash my face and do my skincare routine. But like, it would be nice to have an excuse to put on some makeup and make my hair look decent. And and at least, you know, you don't have to wear pants, but like put on a nice shirt or something, you know, it, it, it kind of boosts your... Mind. You know, shower. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> shower. So I kind of like that. And, and look, look at it this way too. If they look good on video chat, they're probably gorgeous in real life because everybody looks terrible on video chat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean... I don't know, like all these celebrities are coming out with like horrible content right now, but like with their front facing cameras and it's like people that are normally so gorgeous. And it's like, I know it's not, it's not them. It's like the camera. We, we, we just don't look good on Skype or FaceTime. Everybody looks like, I say like, you know, the camera adds 10 pounds and like FaceTime adds like a double chin and a zip. But FaceTime also like adds proactive, you know what I mean? Um, it, cle- it clears up your skin a little bit. Really? I don't think so. Because it's blurry. So you kind of uh, can't tell what's going on. Yeah, which I don't know. It, it doesn't look great. But as someone who happens to have good skin right now, because I can take care of it, <laughs> I'm like, no, I want you to notice my skin. <laughs> and because my gym clothes have been running outside every day. So I've got like a really nice color, you know? <laughs> Um, and then it's just not happening. You can't get on those real dates. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Have some hope. Yeah. So that's 25% said video chat. And then 15%, I think this is strange. Movie or TV show? Like... What? 15% said that? I know. Which... Please, I, guys, I, don't do that. That's miserable. I know people that do this. Although, I was... You know, when I first saw that, I was like, ooh, that's strange. But then, like, I started to see like my friends being like, "I'm doing a, a like a Netflix watching party, and we're watching Tiger King," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that is totally the type of documentary that's like fun to see with other people kind of giving their takes." And and then what though? Just typing, like messaging to each other. Yeah, like, oh my god, could you believe that? You know, Joe Exotic got two straight guys to marry him. Like, you know, stuff like that. Right. I guess that makes sense. I'm imagining you're doing it during FaceTime and then like that's really weird. But I guess you're saying you could be like, hey, I'm gonna watch an episode of this. Like join me, let's watch it together. And then you can like message every couple minutes or whatever as you're watching the the program. Yep. It's kind of like live tweeting when you like watch like the Super Bowl or the Oscars and stuff like that. And you know, I don't know. And again, it also I think passes the time. So I think maybe that's why people said that too. So not totally. I mean, again, my first reaction was like, that's strange. But then, you know, I kind of, I thought about it and I started seeing people do it. So, you know, I was like, well, yeah, I kind of see what they're, what they're getting at. Right. Right. And okay. this question, I don't understand what they meant by it. I mean, I do understand, but like, I, I don't think we're getting anywhere with this, but they asked, do you enjoy phone sex? And 50% said yes. And 50% said no. <laughs> so all of the guys said yes and all the girls said no. And no, I'm just kidding. Actually, a woman would, would actually probably like that a lot. Um, I don't 50-50. Well, it's just a waste of time. I mean, that's like something like that's maybe fun to do if you're much younger. You know, I don't know. It might be like really attractive to somebody who's 
younger and doesn't have a lot of sexual experience, you know, it's like you hear someone moaning over the phone and you're like 19, like that's probably like, ooh, very novel. But to someone who's who's older and has been with someone, you're probably like, yeah, I'd rather just be with you in person to yeah. do something like that. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I agree with you. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know because I've never understood why people do it. I don't get off on it. Especially if you haven't met the person. Like, you know, because like, I could kind of see it if like, you know, you've seen this person, so you know, like what their body looks like. I mean, you know, but I don't, I, it's just, you can't even come, like, it just seems like uh, in such a, like a watered, watered down version of sex that, uh, that you don't even taste it anymore. Like, it's not, it's just all audible, which doesn't make sense to me. Like, right, um, right. You know, I don't, I don't. But hey, half the people in the survey are down to do that. I mean, yeah, I guess they are. And but I, I would not encourage it. I mean, to any of the guys listening, I would say, yeah, uh, not not a thing you should have to figure out how to do or no. do well or do it all during no. this time. You know, I think the tension is built up enough. Yeah, where if you guys are making a connection over the phone or over FaceTime or whatever. And it's going well that way. It's going to be still very exciting to see each other in person, yeah. you know. And imagine like having cyber cyber sex or whatever, you know, text sexting or any of that stuff before you meet someone, and then you meet them, and you're like, Ugh. you know, it's like you made this kind of half sexual connection with them, and then you meet them, and there is no chemistry there, and now you got to like not you you got to break up with them or not break up because you're not really a thing, but you got to end it. It's like. Yeah. It's just weird. It's like not a good flow. It's, it's not a good not flow. No, I, I agree. 100%. Yeah. Man, that's interesting. That's the latest bunch of surveys. They've had some other ones um, in the past that were more politically based. Like, would you vote? Or not, or not would you vote? Would you date someone who wouldn't want to vote for a female president and stuff like that? Because what OkCupid does, which is interesting, that I don't think any other dating site does is like they really took a position and and like they're what more liberal yeah they're they're just they're very open to the fact that they donate to Planned Parenthood they promote you know equal pay and stuff like that and and LGBTQ um, relationships and all that kind of stuff and they even have like you know a Trump filter basically that you can filter out people that, you know, voted for Trump or something like that, which, um, you know, I kind of, it's worked for them. And I see that. And I, I, cause I know people that were attracted to OkCupid for that reason, because they felt, well, I want to know who I'm dating is at least politically aligned with me in this, because I can't imagine dating someone who would vote for Trump. It's just, that's just a red flag for me. So they felt like they could trust the users more on OkCupid. So they've really been leaning on to that. And they've got a lot of flack. Like, you know, Fox News roasted them. And even on Twitter, I see it all the time. Like, they have all these trolls being like, you know, saying all kinds of obscene things about them. And But they're just like, no, this is our position. And this is how we feel. And this is how most of our users feel. And we're going to cater to our users and lean into it. Um, and I think it's pretty bold and I think it's kind of smart as a, from a marketing standpoint too. 
I mean, hey, yeah, from a marketing standpoint, absolutely. You know, you're going more niche, so you're going to get people who are more diehard and and will join that tribe and be like, oh yeah, I'm going on OkCupid because that's you know that's yeah. more my viewpoints and what I stand for. Yeah, and again, I think it goes back to the trust thing. I don't know if this is the same with guys, but girls tend to like like that's why girls kind of like when another girl will like suggest like, oh, this guy is so cute. You should go out with him. It's like a Yelp recommendation. You know, they trust them a little more. Oh, then I will go out with that. Like, you know. Yeah, it's called social. It's called social proof. There's actually a term for it. Yeah. Um, social proof. So like someone else says it's good. You're like, oh, then it's going to be good. Right, girl. And that that's that's very, that hits heavy with women when they yeah. hear like that there's a guy, a good guy. They're going to trust their friends and they'll almost be pre-attracted. Like they'll be a little bit more interested to start right. off. And especially when it's like, I mean, I don't know if it's like as a big deal now, but you know, again, it's online. So we don't really, we can't really vouch for these people and we don't want to go and like, you know, Instagram stalk them and see if they're cool. So I I think just trusting them that like, you know, because I know so many people who are just like, well, I can't date someone who is politically this way or is, is okay with, um, having like guns or whatever. And so I think they trust that, oh, well, here's a company that kind of promotes something I believe in. So I trust them. So whoever, whoever users they have, I know at least I won't hate them because of blah, 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 or whatever. Um, Right. And that's kind of, I don't know, I think it's smart. And like, I don't see Tinder doing that. I don't see Match doing that. And the funny thing is those are, they're both owned by the same company, which is interesting. Like Match, that is interesting. Match and Tinder, yeah, they're and and, and OkCupid are basically under the same roof. Hinge isn't Hinge; it's like its own thing. I bet you there's a lot of Trump people at eHarmony. Just oh, taking I a know. wild guess. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. So like that's you know that's kind of interesting too. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a little bit about their. <laughs> so you know, in the past, they've had like you know other kinds of data. Like I'm just curious, like in the in the past, like what were the topics? We don't have to break any of the percentages down, but what were what were some topics they had like a couple months ago or last month? Um, like okay, so who they? If you were to travel anywhere you want, where would you want to travel right now? <laughs> like, so they sent me like this graphic that I'll text you or email it to you, and and it was basically like a map of the United States, and it showed the front runners of the 2020 election who you're most likely to support. So the first place was like, was an orange. And I see a lot of, it's, you know, Bernie has a lot of them. I think Bernie is leading in all this, except for Idaho, Oklahoma, and, and I think that's Missouri or no. Um, in, in these, in, in what, in, in the OkCupid okay stats? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of fascinating too. Also, what's kind of interesting about this um, this whole thing because it's like some of these states, Trump is obviously bigger than others, but um, they also showed the second place. So, and the second place in some states was like Elizabeth Warren, stuff like that. So, you know, that's kind of fascinating. Um, what were they talking about a month before that? Um, again, more political stuff about like what's important for them for the next president to have, like what issues are most important. Yeah, I guess that's what was that was pretty hot right before all this was going down. 
Right. Climate change, gun reform, healthcare, stuff like that. So, you know, like, which, you know, at the time, like, I can't believe there was even like debates and things like that, like a month ago, because it's like, now it seems like, you know, nobody talks about it. But, uh, but yeah, but that was, that was like a very debated thing. And I even found myself talking about, you know, that kind of, those kind of little, I want to say minor political issues, but they're not minor, but they just seem minor compared to like what we're dealing with now. I know. I know. Right. It's so crazy. Uh, but I was, I was like talking to most of my guy friends about that at the time too. And, you know, it led to really interesting conversations. So I can see why that's something they would do. But yeah, so that's kind of what, how they've been engaging and trying to, you know, get engaged with their followers. And like I said, like, I think dating is, it, it evolves. Like what's, I think like a dating tip now versus a dating tip 20 years ago is very different. <laughs> generations change the way we talk to each other changes because of that i think our etiquette changes you know some things that we did in the 50s are obviously very outdated now but uh but even like things that we discuss like the funny thing is i noticed like before even trump became president i never talked about anything political on dates like and not because i didn't want to it just never came up and now it seems like if it's not about him, it's just about a policy or something going on. And it comes up on dates naturally, um, just because there's just so much news all the time. <laughs> but again, like dating just evolves and it's all about like trying to find a, a way to evolve with it so it doesn't harm you and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah. No, I mean, well said to kind of cap it all off too is it's going to evolve. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, one day you're meeting women in person and the next day there's an app where you can swipe through women in your five mile radius, you know, and the next day a virus hits the world and you are forced to stay at home and only do online dating and this weird thing we're calling virtual dates now, you know, so who's to say what's going to happen? But I think whatever the case is, there's always going to be a way to connect with someone, to meet someone. You know, of course, being that I, I, I promote dating, I am a dating coach, so I'm heavily biased, but I do think that, you know, there is always going to be a way to meet someone and work on yourself and work on the dating game, so to speak. And you never really have to give up. And, you know, there doesn't have to be anything that can really stop you. And, you know, I just don't think anyone should get discouraged during this time. And it sounds like out of, you know what we've been listening to today that people are interested in doing virtual dates they're interested in even watching a show with you and eating food in front of a FaceTime with you or you know whatever it may be so yeah i hope that's somewhat encouraging for guys out there and there's ways to do it so eden thanks so much for you know just sharing some of this data and and you know i think every guy should you know at the very least follow you on twitter cuz you're funny and entertaining and and we just uh, tell the guys exactly what your Twitter handle is. We'll put it in the show notes as well. Sure. It's um, Eden underscore Eats, E-A-T-S. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it. I hope I, I hope it was helpful. Uh, yeah, no, it was great. I, I thought it was very interesting. I just I, I wanted to have you on and just I mean, literally talk about what we talked about and just dive into some of that and just hear what it was all about and just super relevant for what's going on right now. So thank you for sharing. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So yeah, guys, follow her, Eden underscore eats. We'll put that in the 
show notes. And then, yeah, I guess, why not? Follow OkCupid and you can try to dissect if it's her tweeting or someone else. And (laughs) if it's probably funny and clever and quick, it's probably even. And if not, it's somebody else. So thanks again. Thank you. 